The Trend, where you'll get enlightened perspective on trending news and topics with amazing commentary. I'm your host, RTL Faith. Welcome to the podcast. And as always, we breathe the message here that we are here to spread discussion, debate, solution, and overall compassion. What does it take to be a comedian in 2022? That is the question we're going to be answering in today's podcast episode as we have a very interesting topic in terms of comedy, being a comedian, and all that information. Before we dive into that, I'm going to read off a comment about uh, something that I posted a while ago. It's actually from a guy that I went with college with. He, He commented on one of the clips I posted on Instagram, and he said... Uh, in regards to the uh, situation regarding Texas passing a censorship law, it's they're passing one to potentially sue a social media company if they try to ban or censor different political views, different views in general. And he responded, they just don't understand how these algorithms work. This same thing happened when a group of old white conservatives tried to grill Sundar Pichai at a hearing, and he basically put them in their place, essentially saying bad ideas get shared around, get shared around less. That was his comment. I thought it was a very interesting comment. There's some things that I do I agree with there in terms of like um, uh, approach, but respect, appreciate you, my guy. So. We're going to dive into today's episode, and I'm going to introduce our guest here. He's a comedian. He's a comedian magician, stand-up comedian magician. Let me say it right. And Danny Whitson. Uh, Whitson? Did I say that right? Yes, sir. Whitson. Yes. All right. Go ahead. Introduce yourself. Tell them what you're about. Tell them what you do. Well, my name is Danny Watson or Winston or however you want to say it. No, it's people have screwed it up my whole life. But no, Danny Whitson. I'm a uh, stand-up comedy magician. Uh, actually from uh, Knoxville, Tennessee. So uh, yeah, I've been performing for probably close to 20 years now. Overall, it's freaking crazy. Okay. Uh, <laughs> you also, I saw that you were at a podcast as well. Oh, absolutely. Yes. I got a, uh, I'm also a host of my very own podcast called the Dam podcast, uh, which can be heard on all platforms as well. Yes. All right. Excellent. So you have a lot of experience in the comedy aspect and the comedy shows and all that stuff. And I'm very interested to hear about your experience of a conversation you had of a per- with a person that you completely disagreed with. This was a, a person who disagreed with everything that you were talking about. So we're going to talk about that conversation later on in the podcast because, you know, people need to hear how to handle these type of conversations or at the very least look back on it and see how you can uh, change how things went. So we'll touch upon that, of course. So let's start off with trending topics. And this is not relatively recent, but this was still trending. It was still very important. And there's kind of two here. First thing is Andrew Schultz. I don't know if you, I know you have heard of Andrew Schultz and Dave Chappelle, of course. Absolutely. Amazing comedians. Uh, very funny, uh, both of them. And the thing with Andrew Schultz is uh, the situation that he did is apparently he started his own show with his own dime after the network wanted him to take out jokes and censor him a little bit. And he was like, 
Heck no, I'm not doing that. And that kind of falls in line with the Dave Chappelle situation because a lot of people were trying to cancel him because of uh, his comedy special on Netflix. And they're they're mad about some uh, trans jokes he was making. They try to take him off Netflix, try to cancel him. And Netflix actually said, no, we're not doing that. So those were crazy situations that talked about, hey, what this is how you're supposed to be. And both comedians like, now nah, I'm going to do it my way because comedy is comedy. So what do you think about those uh, circumstances? I think it's, well, first of all, I think it's awesome what Andrew Schultz has done. And uh, a, a lot of people have went that that direction with just putting their special out on YouTube. Um, and uh, Andrew Schultz is good enough to where he, I mean, because if, if you've seen Andrew Schultz's work, it's it's top notch. It's amazing. Hilarious. Yeah, I just actually watched the entire special yesterday. And yeah, he's at the top of his game right now. So he was he was able to to tell Netflix to go kick rocks. You know what I mean? Um, now, granted, I'm not going to say every comic that if they got offered a Netflix special deal and Netflix said, "Hey, I want you to." you know, take this out, take that out. I'm sure some of them probably would, would you know, go that route. Um, but uh, I, I'm not a fan of, of, of censorship, especially if, I mean, what, what people don't understand with comedy is in, in comedy, no topic is off the table and anything can be funny. Okay. Anything can be funny. Now keep this in mind though. Not everyone can make everything funny so there's skill levels to stand up you see what i'm saying yeah so you have like if you've ever you know you know ever built up the courage just to go sit and watch an open mic you've probably heard some of the most offensive horrible non-funny garbage you've ever heard in your life because a lot of people when they be starting out they all want to try to be shocked or they all you know and they don't understand yet you don't have the skills yet to talk about that topic wait till you, you know, get better and you can move on. Somebody like Andrew Schultz, he's at that skill level and he can make those topics funny. Yeah. I definitely noticed that when I watched his special and I, I've seen clips of Andrew Schultz here and there, mostly due to like uh, TikTok or YouTube clips. Uh, obviously, he has his own podcast, I think, Flagrant. Uh, oh, yeah. And that, with his interviews, those are hilarious. He doesn't really, he doesn't, he never holds back. Um, and then watching the specials, like, yo, this is funny. This is, I'm actually laughing out loud. This is hilarious. And I remember one scene where he, he, uh, went to this couple, he was talking to them and one, one woman was like, okay, I'm not feeling that joke. And he came back to her. He's like, you weren't feeling it. And then it kept on going. And then she started laughing. It was like, he's just a funny guy. He's talented. He knows exactly how to do what he's doing. And you know how you, you mentioned now Dave Chappelle, on the other hand, in in my opinion, right now, Dave is the best comic working in comedy right now. And, uh, you know, now, I mean, I'm not, I'm, you know, everybody, everybody these days want to slap the word goat. We, we throw that on everything now. And now Very we true. overuse that label so much. So I'm not going to throw that label onto him because no disrespect to people like Pryor and Carlin and, 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 you know, people like that. But but Dave is at that level. And uh, you also got to think, you know, Dave took a lot of time off. Right. And, you know, I'm sure he was writing. I'm sure he was, you know, polishing up his, his skills. And uh, but uh, 
the, the thing that annoyed me about the whole Dave Chappelle thing is you had the trans community attacking him and they had never seen a special. Yes. And, you know, if anybody had watched his special, you would know he wasn't attacking the trans community. He, he was telling a story about a trans friend that he had that he was helping, you know. Uh, so, I mean, you know, I've got nothing for those kind of people that want to jump on judgment and you've never even given a chance or even listen, you know, I mean. Yeah, I- I'm 100% with you. You see it time and time again where people just hear a name and are just angry. And then you ask them, why are you angry? He's like, I don't know. See, those it's... people are no different from from the people who they hate. That's what's funny about it, you know? It's like you guys are acting just like these idiots, you know? They, exactly. they, they act the same way, you know? So, so I mean, and, and, and the, the, the key component, the common denominator that we all have here is we're all humans, you know? Facts. And, and, and people are... You know, I, I'm not going to cuss on here, but but people are jerks. So <laughs> very, very true. You ruin yeah. everything, RTL. You ruin everything. People can be very uh, brutal, very mean. And um, I, I saw a video, and they're talking about the left and the right, and they're talking about different differences of opinions. And one guy said something very interesting, and it, it didn't change my perspective, but it elaborated a little bit more. And he basically was like, you got to think of it like this. These people, they genuinely think what they say and what they do is right. It's helping people. It's good. And it's a very interesting perspective. Because, like, if someone is generally just a bad, evil person, then it's like it's, it's easy to condemn them, right? But when someone who thinks they're doing good or thinks they're really helping, then they'll never see themselves as the bad guy. They'll never do it. So no, nobody, yeah, nobody wants to look at themselves as the bad guy. Like that's what when you have an argument, you have your stance. You're like, I'm right. That person's a jerk. I mean, I think that's human nature. That's what we do. Right. Uh, and 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 the the thing I love about this podcast and the thing I love that you promote is you promote conversation. And conversation is the key component. That's if, you know, because this side thinks, well, this is how it's always been. And this is how I want it to be because that's what it is. That's what's right. You know, and then you got this side over here that's like, well, no, it's time for a revolution. Time for us to stand up and change these bad things. Well, these people never view those things bad. And these, you know, but if you guys don't talk, no one's going to know, you know. Exactly. So and, uh, you know, and, and. to be honest with you, man, I mean, like um, social media, they say it's supposed to bring us together and connect us. But I think in you know most cases, it's just divided us. Yeah. Uh, um, but at the end of the day, it's never going away. We, do, oh, we no. have to learn how to adapt to it 100%. And those are the essentials of adaptation, I think, is lost on people now i think the i actually do think a lot of people in the newer generations realize like yo social media is kind of messed up um but i think it needs to be arguably taught even in schools hey this is how you should be on social media this is how you should interact with people this is what it's doing to your brains this is how it's affecting you these type of things in terms of how it affects people should be noted and it should be common knowledge but yeah i definitely think 
it, it is lost as of right now. Um, well, you know, there was a pro. Okay, like the the pros to social media, like what Andrew Schultz can do right now with YouTube or right. a, any type of artist that wants to get their stuff out in the world has can bypass uh, gatekeepers in that area. Okay, now um, I think also though. Uh, especially, you know, the, the younger generation, your Gen Zers, um, they're going to have a whole new look by the time they're 45 years old on social media. And, you know, this is something that people don't talk about. Like with them is they're the first real generation that never at never, no one ever asked their permission to plaster their baby pictures and everything and their images all over social media, all over the world, you know? Um, I'm not, I don't know how old you are, but you know, I mean, I don't have, there's a ton of pictures that will never see the light of day on social media of Danny Whitson. You know what I mean? Yeah. And you know, if you know, the only way you're going to see those pictures, if you look through an old baby album or something, you know, but so I don't know, man, a lot's going to be different with the new generation, you know, and I say new generation, I sound like that old man, but, uh, and, and a lot of people also, I got to get this out too while, while I'm talking about them. A lot of people say, like, you know, I'm a Gen Xer, and you have people who say, oh, man, these kids these days got it made, man. You know what, dude? I don't say that because in my day, like, a bully in 1988 was a real dude standing in front of your face. You popped him in his mouth, and he he went on. Right. But now these kids deal with bullies, you know, hiding behind a screen, and there's no consequences to their words and stuff that they say. It's it. Things are tougher on these kids. And also every dumb thing you've ever done being documented, man, it's tough. That is very true. And yeah, last point before we move on is it's it's hard for the the newer generation. Obviously, they don't have the physical labor and work they that a lot of the prior generations have. But it's very apparent. People talk about it all the time, but it's not nearly as important as it should be and that's mental illness people are confused people are misguided people have very little role models like the mental part is much more impactful than the physical part because mental you can react to doing some very dangerous things very evil things very dangerous things to yourself like that's that's a huge part of this how social media technology has really impacted this newer generation sure yo they got a phone and they can watch youtube all day but what they're absorbing and what they're doing all day tends to uh, tends to a lot of the time be very negative to their psyche if not taken care of properly so that's, i agree 100 percent. yeah that's something that I, I preach multiple times i even said this that when it comes to mental health a lot of people it should just be standard how you see a physical doctor to get a physical checkup you should see a mental doctor to get a mental checkup at this point it should be a standard it should be very popular it should be commonplace for a lot of people because more and more mental illness problems all across the board um but all right let's move on to the main topic of course so we're going to be talking about comedy a little bit more essentially and uh, first thing, how did you get into comedy? How did you get into magic? Uh, tell us. Okay. Um, well, it uh, it all started. I got bit by this spider. 
no, I'm just kidding. Um, the uh, my uncle's basement. No, okay. Ser- serious time. Here we go. Serious time. All right. Gotcha. Gotcha. The, uh, <laughs> the uh, anyways. Um, actually, man, I started out in magic first. Um, I was kind of a uh, kind of a late bloomer for a magician because most. Most magicians, you know, they get like a magic kit when they're 10 and they're like, oh, you know, I love that. I didn't have that crap. You know, I grew up in the ghetto. So, uh, you know, I, I didn't get presents. But um, but my dad was always a prankster. And uh, so I always kind of had that nature. But uh, I probably got into magic when I was about uh, 18. And um, a magician just fooled my brains out, walked into a trick shop. And uh, for you Gen Zers, that's called like a magic shop where they used to sell magic tricks face to face. I don't want to do that crap. Sorry. Uh, sorry, Gen Z. I'm not that guy. Anyways, but... Uh, uh, real quick. Chris Angel or... David name? Blaine. David Blaine. David Blaine all day. But here's the thing. I don't want to knock Chris Angel, even though I don't know the guy personally. I've never met the guy. I know people who know him very well, so I don't want to, I don't want to you know, deuce on him too hard, but just not my style. Fair uh, enough. David Blaine is an icon in magic. Uh, one of the nicest people you'll ever meet. I met him. And, uh, and if you get an opportunity, I strongly go see his stage show. It's absolutely amazing. David Blaine. I, I love David Blaine. Um, but uh, started out in, in magic, uh, self-taught pretty much, learned with, through books. And, uh, and then till I got up enough nerve to um, street perform. And that's where if you've seen a busker in any big city, anywhere, you know, uh, you set up and uh, you, you do, you know, magic, build an audience and then uh, hope that they pay you afterwards. Um, you're working for tips. But there's where I kind of learned how to engage an audience and uh, learn how to really I learned you learn a lot on the streets. There's a saying that if you can uh, perform on the streets, you can perform anywhere. And that's true. Um, but, uh, as you can tell, you know, I'm a, a very pasty, uh, redheaded man. So, uh, the outdoors is not my friend. So, um, I, uh, I decided I wanted to uh, move into the comedy, uh, club. So our local comedy club at the time, uh, was a place called side splitters comedy club. And, uh, I showed up to the open mics at first I showed up as the magician, you know, I'm, I'm sitting there doing tricks and, you know, people were liking it, but the other comics were kind of like, that ain't comedy, you know? And uh, so um, I got to looking and I was like, well, you know what, you're right. Uh, the only way I'm going to learn stand-up is to do stand-up. So um, I had to put the tricks down and stand on stage and bomb and and go through the process of comedy. And But eventually I got good enough to where uh, the, the club made me one of the house MCs. So I got the MCs all the main shows and work that and get better each night. And, uh, then from there, um, I I actually struggled for a little while or, you know, RTL, um, with giving up magic completely and just doing just stand up. But I I looked back and I was like, well, you know, you know, I, I worked so hard on magic all those years. And, uh, I mean, literally you stand in front of a mirror and you practice something for hours. So no one will ever know. I mean, think how insane that is. You know what I mean? Versus yeah. usually when you practice something, it's to show everyone, you know? So uh, I decided, no, I'm not going to give up magic. I'm going to make both of these work. And a lot of people uh, think that comedy and magic go hand in hand together. Actually, they don't. Um, 
because uh, good comedy is telling the truth and good magic is no other word but bullshit. So, I mean, and, and, and so so making those two work was a challenge, but I figured out how to do it. And um, now my show is a mix of uh, stand-up comedy. It's my stand-up. It's also magic, strong magic, mind-blowing magic. And, uh, I, and I even throw some props in there, man. I'm prop scum too, baby. So, uh, you know, it's just a big combo of everything. Okay. Yeah, honestly, when it comes down to it, uh, I'm a big fan of comedy myself. Uh, I definitely like comedy. I like to see comedy shows here and there. I've watched watched quite a bit when I have time. Just recently watching Andrew Schultz special for the very first time. Hilarious. When I'm laughing out loud, then I know you're hilarious. So the dude is hilarious. Um, obviously, I've watched Kevin Hart, who has in, in, in like the last 20 years or last 10 years at the very least. Uh, Dave Chappelle. Um, I even touched upon, you know, read, uh, watched some Jeffrey. Uh, no, I almost, for some reason, I almost said Jeffrey Dahmer. And <laughs> you, this is the trend, baby. And we know what's trended right now on the Netflix. Okay. Very so. true. <laughs> A lot of people have been talking about that. A lot of people are upset about it as well. I know. I already knew about Dahmer before the Netflix thing, and then oh, he yeah. got a Netflix thing. I was like, "Really? Okay, interesting." Well, and- you know what? The the talk the talk on that topic real real quick, real real quick. Uh dude, I'm always kind of weirded out about. You know what, man? And and not to be a Debbie Downer, okay, or a yeah. Dahmer Downer, or whatever you want to call it. The uh, he. First of all, Jeffrey Dahmer is a is it was a piece. Okay, he he's not a good human being. He got what Facts. he deserved in prison. By the way, all of them should have got that. Gacy Bundy, they all should have went out the way Dahmer went. Okay, I actually have no idea how Dahmer went. Oh, bro, look it up. It's brutal. I, I can imagine. I can like. I can imagine it, but I, yeah. He was killed in prison. Another inmate got him. Let's just say yeah, that. He yeah, got I can imagine. Killed. Yeah. Got him good. Deserved uh, it for sure. He did so, but the thing that grosses me out a little bit, and don't get me wrong, man, don't get me wrong. I, I have interest in serial killers because I watch the crap and and I tell and and I'm even gonna say this here so the whole world can hear me say this, but uh I could be a Dexter to to serial killers. You know what I'm saying? Like I couldn't I would never harm a fly except a serial killer. I look at them and be like, dude, I could pull the trigger, bro. I I could plug it in because when you what people don't think about, like whenever Ted Bundy was trending and John Wayne Gacy was trending, what people never think about when they watch this for entertainment is that there's real victims, there's yes. real families who relive these things every time they are aired. I don't do Dahmer jokes, I think it's hacky. I don't do serial killer jokes, I think it's hacky. And you see the memes on Facebook, and I roll my eyes every time. Uh, Probably the grossest thing, though, I've ever seen in my life, bro. And I, I got to say this, and this will blow your mind when you really think about it. I was doing a, uh, it was like a, a horror convention. They had booked me to do my my comedy magic act, and I was doing, and uh, there was this dude, and he was selling like all these horror action figures. Right. Well, he also had serial killers. Action mm. Jeffrey Dahmer action figure serial killer Ted Bundy, and probably one of the most disturbing was like a JFK with half his head blown off. Uh, dude, it was it was just I was like, you know, I, these people have families, dude. It's one thing if it's like a you know Freddy Krueger or Michael Myers, somebody's not real. 
But so back on the Dahmer thing with Netflix is that what people got to remember, because you see now you're starting to see all these these, you know, dumb jokes and dumb memes. And I'm like, man, what's sad is that, you know, those are real people that he killed. You know, that guy's a monster. Yeah. Bad guy. Anyway, sorry, man. I had to hop on that soapbox. Hop I, off. I'm not mad at it. And I 100 <laughs> percent agree because a lot of these victims actually were not told about the Netflix situation. They weren't informed about it. Um, and if you're doing something like that, you're reopening, uh, old wounds, then they deserve that courtesy. And another part about it, which is very true, ladies, is they romanticize these serial killers a lot. Bro, Ted Bundy, man, dude, Ted Bundy actually got married to a lady, had a baby. She had his, she, she had his child. And I mean, Ted Bundy was as close to Michael Myers as you could get. I mean, yeah. Bundy was like the only dude. He murdered people and then went three houses down the road and murdered some more. All right. I mean, serial killers usually they hop town once not not Bundy. I mean, yeah. man, they they had his uh his Volkswagen up here in Gatlinburg, Tennessee, at a museum to where you could go see it. You know, and I'm like, man, dude, come on. Yeah. It... <laughs> He's cemented in history, and people argue, you know, you should need to preserve history. And you, honestly, you got a point in terms of, like, knowing about these guys, knowing how they operate is good knowledge for how people, what people should stay away with. But a lot of things in terms of serial killers is also, you need to consider, a lot of these guys that look like normal people. So it's always oh, yeah. hard to tell, like, are they really? It's like, you'll never truly be able to tell in those situations. Um, but, you know, with... Go on a political on a political topic on that, since you brought it up, I gotta you know we'll say it. Hey, go for uh, it. I had one person one time. Okay, we, we were talking about th this. Isn't the discussion that 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 we're gonna talk about later? But I, I got this was a disagreement. Another, I have a lot of disagreements. Uh, but uh, she was like, most of your serial killers are like something thirty year old white men. Blah blah oh, blah, yeah. blah blah. Yeah, and I was like, uh, I was like, well, you know. Technically, yes, but you know why we don't see a lot of black serial killers? You want to know why? It's because the police department don't do a thorough investigations in the ghettos whenever they find murdered victims laying there in, in an alley like they do versus some other situations. So they're probably like, you know, th th there probably is more black serial killers out there, but you just would never know it. Yeah, you, you know? got to take things into context. Like, a lot of these guys, if they're like white, they typically are solo doing their own crazy thing. When it comes <laughs> to, you know, the ghetto community, they're probably in a gang and it's completely different. The perception's a little different. And and I do agree in terms of like uh you wanna you won't see any type of romanticization of or you won't even see like a a black serial killer like that in comparison. But like I said, you will see a lot of other things that is going on that is equally as bad in terms of uh, what's going on in terms of places like Chicago, for example. And that's a war zone Chicago's right now. Chicago's a mess right now. Yeah, Chicago's Chicago a mess. The, the, the problem, I mean, I think there probably is, I mean, of course there's black serial killers. There, there is, of course. Uh, and But I, I think, and, and, you know, most serial killers, their victims tend to be female or or somebody who they can right. overpower and the the messed up thing the thing that really bothers me is that you know there's probably been a lot of a, a murdered 
women in, in you know the projects or bad neighborhoods that it doesn't get thoroughly looked into yeah so, i think that's that's a very good point too because a lot and, of these other things are revolving like a suburban area so absolutely obviously, absolutely uh very different i i agree to that for sure um but yeah let, let's move on to the, the uh, topic at hand of course and uh hopefully netflix learns its lesson in terms of the the silver killer <laughs> situation but hey you hear it all the the last thing last girl i dated she loved that type of like netflix serial killer documentary crime shows a lot of ladies love that stuff for some reason so hey it is what it is i guess but it is what it is um, I don't know. I can't. Yeah, I don't, I don't We're not going to sit here and try to understand women, bro. You, yeah. you know that's not going to happen. I'm good with my football every Sunday. You know, <laughs> I'm good with that. Um, okay, so, you know, you have a very extensive career in comedy uh, and magic. And uh, they talk, like I've read um, personally, we talked about beforehand, is you have a Guinness World Record for like a, a longest running comedy show. And I'm very interested in your take in, um, well, Let's start off like this. How were you able to retain such a, a long show um, period? Okay, okay. Well, well, let me clear that up real quick because I, I think it might be misunderstood a little bit. The Guinness right. World Record, I was a part okay. of the the longest running comedy show. So what they did, and to kind of break it down real quick. Uh, now, granted, I've been doing my show for a long time too, all right? But I, I'll clear that up. I'm sorry about this. Um, no worries. That that record was set in 2015, and it was in Nashville, Tennessee. And uh, I believe the comic's name, who it was DJ Buckley, was one of the comics, and Chad Ryden came up with this brilliant idea to run the world's longest comedy show. And it literally, I think, was like 80, maybe 90-something hours long. Okay. This is nonstop. This is a comedy show nonstop. So we're talking daylight and just kept on going comic after comic after comic after comic. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Just thinking of this, you're thinking this is crazy. So, uh, but, um, and I, and I, I was a part of that, was, but there was comics from all over the world. Uh, Ralphie May, um, Hannibal Burris, uh, okay. a, a lot of comics were, were, were hopping on there to be a part of this. And uh, it was indefinitely, we, we wound up all breaking the record, you know, contributing to it. And uh, it was something amazing to be a part of. So sorry, man, I should have cleared that up. But that's what that is. And that was a great time. Uh, and definitely, I'm going to throw it in there because, I mean. Hey, I would too. Hey, you, gotta <laughs> get, you got a world record. You got a world record. Nothing, uh, Absolutely. nothing to be ashamed about, of course. But all so, right, fair enough. But now, as far as, uh, you know, my show in general, maintaining it, keeping it going. Uh, another mis, a big fat misconception, and I hate to, you know this is going to sound like I'm being bitter or I'm being, and I'm not, I'm not. But this is the realities of show business. Period. You know, right? Um, most people like you always hear you have to get lucky in show business, and you don't really realize the real truth to that statement of how very true it really is because, you know, I, I don't set new comics down and tell them in the beginning, like, all right, this is what's going to happen. Uh, you're going to get good enough. Eventually, if you stick with it, you'll get good enough to where you have an hour show. Uh, and then you'll start getting booked, but then you'll have to travel. 
and um, then you'll you'll work, but you'll travel a lot, and uh, then that's probably about it. And oh yeah, and then you'll probably die in a hotel room. So uh, that's uh, <laughs> that's that's most. But if you get lucky, now if you get lucky, you might be rich. Okay, but um, I, of course I don't want to tell people. You know, I don't want to break Buster Bubble or anything. But uh, that's hey, the reality. Man, that is the, the, that's the truth. And I mean, people need to realize that just because you're doing something doesn't guarantee that you're about to be successful in it. Uh, well, I mean, and also the, the, rearrange successful, that definition is because what I tell, you know, people is, I mean, now, if if I quit performing tomorrow, I'd be like, man, you know, Danny, you did so much more than what some, you know, some, some little some little ginger boy from the W streets would ever imagined. You know what I mean? Growing up, yeah. you know. I feel like I am successful, even though I, I I don't have a television show. I'm not on Netflix, not yet. Uh, but uh, the uh, I still feel like I'm successful in a lot of ways, you know. Hey, so respect. I think um, that because another thing you see, like a lot of entertainers, like you mentioned Dave Chappelle, which right. Dave will never be. Dave, Dave has hit a, a a mountaintop to where he's set in stone. Like he's like yeah. a. Like when you look at music, you see Prince and Michael, you know, those guys never came back down the mountaintop. They got there and they stayed. But yeah. most most people in entertainment, eventually they do come back down. And, you know, they start playing like like how many times do you look on the comedy clubs and you're like, oh, Polly Shore. Yeah, I remember him from 1990s. They're coming back down, yeah. you know, uh, all comics, you know, w- w- will do that. Most of them. So, uh, you know, success is, it's, it's all relative. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah, I, I very much agree. And, uh, it's based on like your personal quota and perception of success. Um, the, the, when I, when I say this, it's based mostly due to the current generation who's constantly on their phones watching a YouTuber like Mr. Beast and like, I want to be the next Mr. Beast. I want to be the next, uh, phase, like, the amount of it's actually really funny. The amount of kids I see that put phase in their name, it's actually like, bro, you're not phase. Like, <laughs> you know, I, I worried about this too, and and the I don't know, man. I mean, there's times I've looked at stuff, and and I'm talking comedy. I'm talking everything, right? But magic, magic is is magic is overplayed, you know, and it's it it's. In comedy and and even music, I mean, and it, maybe this is the maybe this is my old man coming out, you know, and complaining because everybody gripes about stuff, you know, after them too, you know. Right. But I think that's one of the bad things the internet has done overall. It's oversaturated everything. Like I can't even think of a better word to use, Very but every everything is hoard out. Everything. You really. You know? Like you even said, in, you either in, have to get really lucky or you have to do something that nobody and most things are done. Well, well things used to be, and, and here's something else is like, you know, you talked about Netflix specials. Um, first of all, I think probably about 75, maybe 80% of the comedy Netflix specials out are garbage. And, and this is the reason why this is something else true. that like, first of all, people don't realize how long it takes to get an hour of stand-up comedy. 
not only do you you just don't write it or or and, and then go out and tell it and there it is. No, dude, you gotta you gotta work that stuff out. You gotta work those bits out, and that takes at least a year of constant work. You know, well. Now, let's talk about how great Pryor was and Carlin was, who kept constantly cranking out specials back in the day. You know, now uh, Pryor had some writer staff, but still Pryor was telling those jokes. He was delivering it. He was doing it. Um, And then you look at like, uh, you know, but now everybody, everybody, you you can name one comic and I guarantee, you know, one, one of your favorite comics. And I guarantee he's got three specials on Netflix in the past, you know, four years, you know, which really... It, it, to be honest with you, and probably out of those three, one of them are good, you know, because he so you get a lot of that. I'm noticing. And then I, I think to be different in 2022, what year is it? Is it 2022 or 2023? Yeah, I, I don't <laughs> almost almost the 23, almost. almost 2023. All right. The. uh But you got to. Gosh, you really got to be different. And I don't know. You know what I mean? You know what I'm saying? Oh yeah, you you got to be uh, one of a kind, and some people can do that. Some people can become Mr. Beast because Mr. Beast became Mr. Beast. So it's not we're definitely not, not saying don't try, do not not try, but also yeah. keeps your you know keep things. It's not just gonna happen. You got to work at it. You got to work hard. You got to be realistic. A lot. Well, of don't you things. see? Don't you see on the thing that that grosses me out on TikTok? Is first of all, I hate TikTok. Uh, I, I'm on it, and I hate. I'm it. And 50 50. I, well, no, no, 50 50 is fair. Let me say that I'm 50 50 because I'm not going to say and tell you that I don't look at the, some of the crap and send it to my buddies and <laughs> you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I do that too. Yeah, for sure. I do that. I've got my select few that get the you know videos sent to them. It's basically like constant America's Got Talent. I mean, uh, uh, America's Funniest Home Videos constantly. You know, people doing dumb stuff. Oh yeah, stuff. but um. The uh, the other thing is, man, is there's so much of a lack of originality on TikTok. And you're like, well, you're just ripping somebody else off. Uh, yeah, I, I absolutely you know? hate that stuff. They're either doing the exact same thing because this other guy did it and it was trending or using the same audio that someone else just did. Like, this is boring. I'm just like, OK, this. Yeah, is, no I mean, it, it grosses me out. And I'm and I'm also, believe it or not, man, I'm. There we go. Uh, I'm getting a little tired of comedy skits on 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 TikTok. I, I see people can do them so damn well now. They do them so damn well, and you're just like, "Well, this is better than anything SNL's ever put out." You know what I mean? Yeah, but I don't SNL's know. In the mud right now. <laughs> I think okay, and I've became that guy, dude. Now I, I think uh, Kate McKinnon, she left. Yeah. She was like stupid talented, stupid talented, bro. Uh, but uh, now she's gone, and now I don't even know. And I, I know Keenan is like running around doing this thing with, you know, every five minutes there's like a open mic or comic that's on Keenan's search for the comedy thing that he's doing. I don't know, but I think SNL's went to hell in a handbag. Yeah, hundred uh, percent. But I'm, I agree with the with the skits thing. There's a very there's a few that I really pay attention to. A lot of them make the same kind of jokes I hear over and over, but a few of them. And I like I I'm, I laugh at a lot of different things. A few of them really hit it out of the park. It's like okay, and and, and they get the credit that they deserve. It's like okay, yeah, you, you got it, you got it. It was funny. It was very funny. And uh, definitely like that. It, it's YouTubers too, because a lot of the YouTubers really started a trend of skits and uh, 
comedy skits and popularized it and and uh good for them of course um but let's touch on comedy a little bit because that is the question of the current generation what is comedy and how far comedy should go so what, what do you in terms of comedy in terms of jokes how far do you think a joke should be allowed to go and we talked about it a little bit but like do you really think that there's a joke you cannot tell uh now i mean i think it it, it, it it's the individual okay it's the individual like uh there's there's jokes that i would never tell um and wouldn't want to tell you know what i mean it, it it's it's you know th- things that i wouldn't you know and th- th- like i said there's confusion there too like if uh i've never seen it but i've i've heard of this and this is with the gen z this is god boy this this is with some of them if i would have seen this i would have called i would have roasted them off stage but uh i've seen apparently there's white comics white 22 year old comics that think that they can uh be sh- shock enough to say the n word you know and to me no dude no no don't do it don't do it you know if you're thinking it just don't do it you know uh the uh that's so i i've seen i've heard of those stories and i've talked to 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 comics and they're like yes dude i have seen that happen um i think that's dumb don't do it you should never do that um and if you want to and another thing i have an issue with like a, a lot of uh and this is mainly i've seen like i said i'm gonna sound like the old man here rt all right brother but hey, you're this good. is I see a lot of young comics make the mistake of wanting to be shocking because their favorite comic, like Andrew Schultz, will say some shocking stuff. And I'm like, God, I got to get on here and talk about abortion. You know, I'm 23. I don't know caca about abortion, but let's talk about it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, Talk about what you know. You know what I'm saying? Talk about what you know. And if it it makes somebody uncomfortable, it makes them uncomfortable. But if if you talk about what you know, um, not what you think is going to be funny or what you think is going to be shocked. Talk about, you know, that that's what people want to hear. You know what I mean? Yeah. So Dave Chappelle didn't go out there and just say, I think trans people are dumb. He didn't do that. <laughs> no. no, man. He went out there and told a story about a trans friend. You know, he talked about what he knew. You know what I'm saying? And I mean, and then you look at somebody with the skill of Andrew Schultz and, and Mark Norman. I don't know if you ever heard Mark Norman stuff. but I've actually Norman, never heard of Mark Norman. Mark Norman is killing it right now. It's probably the funniest abortion joke I've ever heard. Yes. <laughs> and uh, I don't think abortion is a funny topic, but it can be funny. And I, I, let me tell you this real quick, too. I got to tell you this. Now, you have heard of Doug Stanhope, correct? No. Okay. 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 It's okay. Uh Doug has, he's like an icon. Uh, he's got his own comedy geek following. They love some Doug Stanhope. And Doug Stanhope is a master comedian, okay? And uh, at first, I was never a huge fan. I was always kind of like, man, why, why do people love Doug so much? You know, what's, what is the deal? Until I watched one of his specials. And Doug has the ability to make you laugh at something that you do not want to laugh about. Sorry. You can't, you ain't, no say so. Yeah. Doug had, I mean, Doug Stanhope had me laughing at his mother's suicide, his mother's death. 
Didn't think I could laugh at that topic, man. Didn't think I could do it. Okay. But Doug tells this bit, and it is the funniest damn thing. And I was like, I get it. I totally get it. Now, uh, but as far as topics, there's certain certain comics that, like I said, if you once you get the skill level to be able to talk about that topic and you feel like the need you need to, go for it. Um, But if you've been doing comedy six months, bro, you know, don't don't talk about abortion. Don't talk about these things because you're not going to have the skill level to be able to make it funny. And yeah. if you're some white dude, don't ever say the N word. Um, you know, I mean, it's yeah. just common sense, common sense. Yeah. I mean, for me personally, like I, me and my friends, we, we, we make jokes. We go for it. We just, we just say whatever. We know who not to say it to. Um, well, for me, I, I kind of make jokes on almost everything. I have a very, uh, satiric humor. Uh, I love South Park. Uh, that tells you all you need to know. Well, S- South Park is is legendary too for doing that, but those guys are brilliant. Yeah, hundred percent. Exactly, brilliant. So, especially and, and if you understand the joke people that they're don't, making. Exactly, and that's the other thing though too is people don't understand subtext. They don't understand that. You know, that's why when most people do get offended at a joke, they don't understand what's really the joke is what the joke is really saying. Yeah, and, exactly. Uh, you know, um, it, it happens a lot, unfortunately. But, uh, you know, that's that's the case. And South Park sums it up. You know, you yeah. can watch South Park and you know those guys don't truly feel this way, but they are telling, they're making a point, an, a, another point that they're driving. So, yeah. And, and, and I'm totally, like, with, with your friends and, and your circle, you know, you can, if you see an opportunity to make a, a, a funny joke, you know, boom, you know, go with it, you know, because they know you, you know what I mean? Exactly. Uh, definitely got to know who you're talking to at the end of the day. And it's very interesting how comedy the is currently, because on one side, you got a lot, a lot of people who are very sensitive on, um, you know, serious topics and don't want you joking about this, this and that. And on another hand, people want the shock value. They'll just say whatever because they know it'll piss people off and get them clicks so it's it's very crazy like how divided it is in terms of like both directions Uh, and for me when it comes down to it like like you said there should be an understanding that only if certain people should be making certain jokes one because they probably deliver it and they say it in a way that is not well it's probably still offensive but it's it's funny it's creative it's not there to just shock shock you know um so that's why that's very interesting when it comes down to comedy though would you say because it's very related to the argument of free speech right and i guess it's very related to the fact uh to the comment i spoke about earlier in terms of free speech and how texas is uh making a censorship law to potentially sue social media companies who try to ban or censor people. Also very related to Andrew Tate getting banned on every social media platform uh, because of the certain <laughs> things he said. Uh, well, not certain, th- because of who he is. And then uh, also it makes it very interesting because I get a lot of comments I've been getting about, A, even hate speech should be allowed too, so you know exactly the people you should stay away from so in your opinion 
because it's very related to comedy and making jokes and being allowed to say what you want. Do you think people should be allowed to make, even if it's not funny, just be allowed to make any joke they want or say anything wanted in, I mean, rec- people, you, in terms you can, of free speech? Free speech, you can say whatever you want. People do. People still do. You know, they still say what they want, you know uh that that's never changed they they, they've always done that you know people are jerks people have the right to be to be you know a-holes uh i don't have to agree with you uh i don't have to uh like you um i can respond to you you know i mean unless you're one of these people that you like to put your your thing on there and you turn your comments off you know what i mean uh but um i mean now granted I think that there, there, some things do need to be policed. To, and when it comes to uh, if, if, if you've got like, like, you know, you know, okay, you mentioned gangs in, in, in Chicago, you know, and uh, if, if they were on the internet trying to recruit, you know, kids or, or white supremacists trying to recruit, you know, throwing their speeches out there in, in a way to recruit something like that. And and they're targeting young children. You know what I mean. I think there's some issues there. You know what I'm saying. Just uh, to play uh, a little I'm, devil's advocate. Okay. Is that the responsible the responsibility of the platforms or the parents letting their kids getting influenced by gangs and white supremacists? Because people may argue, hey, even if they're not on social media, if you're not paying attention to kids anyway, they could just meet them on the street and they get recruited that way. I put those people. I, I put those people in the same group as like pedophiles and bad, bad people. So uh, I, I can't put that response. Of course, there's responsibility to protect your children, protect your family. But at the same time, kids nowadays are there's so much, the, and and there's there's so many predators of any type of anything out there just waiting to poison their mind and get them. So I, I I do think there needs to be some type, and I know this is a gross thing to say. Most people can't stand this, but uh, some type of regulation, something. Every other country in the world's got it except us, man. You know, I mean, there, there's some country. I mean, like you know, they, they ain't gonna let you. You can't look some stuff up in some of these other countries that you can in America. You know what I mean? I, I definitely I definitely see what you're saying here. The I guess the problem with our current society is finding the line exactly where that line is because then we got situations that is a huge feud right now in regards to andrew tate where he got banned from all platforms because people don't like what he's doing more so than what he's saying and 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 i'm not a fan i i I, to be honest with you i've only seen some things of andrew tate uh the uh it was funny man because i was had youtube and his name was on on the youtube that i was looking at and yeah, uh, blowing my, up yeah my 13 year old daughter comes in the room and she yeah, looks okay. at the she looked at the youtube she goes dad you're not an andrew tate oh, fan oh my god no <laughs> they got and, the 13 year old daughters <laughs> and i was like what the I was, it just kills me, man. These kids keep up with stuff. When I was 13, man, I didn't know any of this crap, dude. Uh, I, it's, you know, two things I was thinking of. So uh mainly one thing, but he but I just I don't I don't get it, dude. I mean uh he, I, he's another one of those prolific figures that we talked about earlier that just his name incites rage. And you could ask, like, what did he do? He's like, I don't know. He's just sexist, he's just a rapist, even though a lot of these things aren't true. 
see, yeah, I, I, I'm not down with that. I mean, if he wants to be, if if I let him have his 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 page, let him let him do his thing, and if you don't like it, don't listen. You yeah. know, it's and that, that's simple. A, go ahead. And I mean, that's simple. Now, uh, at the same time, though. Who's the other nut nutcase um, that's similar to like Andrew Tate? I guess they they say um, this Sandy Hook. You know what I'm talking about? Oh, Crazy. yeah. Um, um, gosh, how can we not remember his damn name? I literally yes. talked with someone like two days yesterday, <laughs> and his name was brought out. What is it? It's I don't. I I don't remember. But okay, that guy. Anyways, he. Okay, it was comical a lot of times, a lot of the crazy, you know, batshit stuff that he would say and do. But um he uh but when he did say the Sandy Hook stuff, that was a that that in my opinion, yeah, that was cringy. Uh somebody really should have, you know, and I think the platform has the right if if they're paying you absolutely to discontinue you. Right. Now um, so kind of like what would happen with him. Yeah, I can see Andrew Tate, even though I'm not a big, I don't think I'm a big fan of Andrew Tate from what I know of him. I understand. Uh, but I think the guy does need, uh, I mean, you shouldn't take him off his platform just because you disagree with him. I don't agree with that at all. No. Yeah. Um, and I'm like, I'm very concise about my opinions in terms of where people should be. And it's very simple for me. If you're trying to incite violence and hate, then kick them off. If you're exactly. not trying to do those two things in particular, inciting violence and hate, then you have no right to kick them off. And I've watched quite a bit of Andrew Tate. I'm not like I'm not 100% on his side in terms of the red pill community or whatever, but I've heard a lot of the things he said. A lot of them falls in line in a very traditional, especially like very wealthy men, traditional viewpoint. And most of the world thinks that way, if we're being completely honest. It's just like America is very progressive. Um, some may say too progressive, but we don't know yet. But regardless, like even if you disagree with him, just because you disagree with, and this is probably a big thing, probably why Texas did what they did, it doesn't give you the right to just... And they all kind of banned them all at the same time. So they were like, all the CEOs came together like, yeah, let's get rid of them. And it's kind of, it's it's kind of sketchy. It's like, hey, hey, it's it's kind of messed up. Kind well, messed it, up. it makes you nervous when you see that stuff because it you know a lot of people they 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 don't think that well, what happens when they do disagree with you? You know what happens whenever what you're saying is you know part of the you know the, the bad stuff? They can shut you down. And um, now, but. Isn't there? Is is he shut down completely? Like, has everybody dropped him? Can he actually? He's actually been so canceled that even Uber won't allow him on the platform or <laughs> Tinder. So, God. like the the great thing. Well, fortunate for him, he's a millionaire, so he doesn't he doesn't care. Oh but... hell, that you know that's a big point too. I mean, now cancel me all day if I get I've got a million already, dude. Then y'all can. Yeah, but, like <laughs> honestly, I, I'm also not big in the cancel thing. Like the only well, people who can get canceled are people who let themselves get canceled. Like once you start apologizing and say, "Okay, I should," like that's when you really are like canceled and you let the mob win. And now, uh, I, yeah. I, I, I listen to, uh, and I know this is like 
like the liberal community, you know, hate this guy, but I think he, and I don't agree with everything he says, but I think he has interesting guests on and he's the most successful uh, podcast in the world. And that's Joe Rogan. Uh, yeah. The um, moment you said G- successful, we know Joe, we know yeah. Joe. Joe. Joe has become like the new Johnny Carson for, for, for people and comedy. If you get on Joe's podcast, it's made your career. And any comic who wants to act like they don't like Joe Rogan and would say no if, if Joe asked them to come on, well, they're full of caca. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's, uh, but um, Joe, I, I kind of laugh at this because I was just a couple episodes and Joe was like, well, yeah, whenever they canceled me, Joe, they didn't cancel you, bro. Bro, they, they tried to cancel you. They, they made yeah. the attempt with their little Spotify thing. Man, they they can't, and you never did get canceled. They didn't. They didn't come close to canceling you. So uh, I think uh, in 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 what they did was really gross. Is they went and you know they went like head hunting for him, you know, uh, which to me that I find that really disturbing. It's like when they want to cancel somebody, the way they go after you is gross, dude. It's like a it's like a mob coming, you know, with pitchforks. Yeah. It's very, it's very uh, disturbing currently because there's no logic a lot of time, and it's sh- I I've talked to people before. Sometimes, sure, R. Kelly, get him out of here. Bill yeah. Cosby, get him out of yeah. here. But people don't know where again the line is, and they associate canceling someone was. He pissed me off. So <laughs> once you people are associating the um, just being emotionally pissed off or sad or I, I I disagree, so I need to cancel you. They're being too reactionary, being too emotional, which is a big thing in terms of um, current people on the internet, mostly on social media, that I find very. Uh, very I hate bad, it. I guess. I hate those people, you know, that you, you'll post a joke, a clearly this is completely joke. And there's, there's always that one person that pops up with something like serious. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, dude, what is the matter with you, bro? What what happened to you? Why? What, what are you doing? What are you doing? You know, and I mean, now, you brought up R. Kelly and Bill Cosby. And, and I got to say this. Uh, both of them are scumbags. Um, the uh but ah, th- th- this is a, this is an interesting d- interesting discussion can you separate the artist from their I've crime? Had the discussion <laughs> before yeah <laughs> and well i'll tell you this about bill okay now bill is a, is a piece all right he piece of garbage bad man raped a lot of women but you cannot deny he is one of the funniest comics of all time Bill Cosby himself, that that right there, that that special right there, is one of the greatest ever. One of the greatest ever. Yeah. You can't deny it. You can't deny it. And this is how talented Bill is. Bill was not only was he one of the best comics. Apparently, he was a damn good rapist because he how many eighteen <laughs> women? It was that. So, <laughs> but I mean, what I'm saying though, what I'm saying is, can you separate? And R. Kelly, you know, I mean, gosh, what a freak show! But boy, he could sing. So <laughs> yeah, bro, you can't deny these guys are talented, and but, and I'm I'm with you in terms of like, hey, I think you can. I mean, it's based on your own personal like 
your own preference at the end it's based on your own personal preference but you can't be mad i don't think you can be mad at someone else just well, because this they is, like the art you tell me this you tell me this rt you tell me this if they had a netflix series about bill would there be a bunch of women watching that bad boy like oh my god you know we can't wait to see this new netflix special about bill you know what i mean you know, that, Bill. That is, that's actually very interesting. Like you got <laughs> Bill, who did very bad things to women. But very then bad. Then you got things. Bundy and Dahmer, or Bundy mostly, who did very bad things to women. But it's like, okay, but I like Bundy though. It's like, uh, what? Yeah, I'm so cool with Bundy. He murdered them, and and Dahmer ate them. You know, Bill drugged them. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not saying what Bill did wasn't horrible. No, it's absolutely horrible. But yeah. I'm just saying. You know that's 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 just weird to me. You know what I mean? It's weird to me. It's very um, weird. It's 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 very peculiar uh, on women's fascination with with serial killers and that stuff. Very some weird romanticization. I again don't do not understand. But all right, so we talked a lot about you know what it takes to be a comedian. This current generation of comedy the the nuance behind comedy I, I think people don't realize that there doesn't need to be a black and white there's a huge middle ground it's like you it depends on the person depends on the joke it depends on your specialty um so at the end of the day in terms of your own personal opinion what do you think it takes to kind of be a comedian in 2022 knowing that a there's a lot of sensitive people a there's a lot of people who take things too far but I love comedy. I want to be a comedian. So what should I do? I mean, just first of all, be yourself. Like I said, you know, do what you think's funny, not what you think they will think is funny. You know, be you. So if, if you do have a dark sense of humor, then, you know, just be you. You know what I mean? And there is an audience. For, this is the, the bright side to the Internet is that there is an audience for everything. So uh, there's people who will watch Andrew Schultz and cringe and be like, oh, my God, I can't believe he said that. But then there's people like me and you that just laugh our ass off. You know, that that's hilarious. Uh, there's people who, you know, like, you know, several different styles. But the most important thing is you got to be yourself, man. You got to be yourself and you got to do what you think is funny. So, uh, I mean, and cancel culture is real but it's not as bad as what you know like you'll have a lot of your your right that that act like well you can't say anything anymore you yeah. can't even you know you can't call people the f word anymore or 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 you know you can't call gay people the you know this or that you know of course you can't idiot you probably should have never said it in the first place yeah you know no, what i'm saying don't need to be a so, jerk just to be a jerk exactly like. And, but and and they they act like you can't say no. It's 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 not that you can't say. It's that you. It's called growing. You should have never have said that. And then you have people, you know, like I said, that that are too oversensitive, and they they look. It, you have a group of people who w everyone wants to be the victim. Yeah. Everybody wants to either belong, and this is something else that Dave Chappelle was trying to tell in his specials. Hint, hint, is that uh, you have a group. You have people now who try to create their own um victim their own uh minority group they're creating these things that really don't exist and uh you know dave was just doing some comparison like this is what is real and this is what's not 
That um, also reminds me of a South Park episode, Safe Space. <laughs> <laughs> when Eric Cartman tried to create his own safe space. Oh, man. And not only did they, you know, kind of made fun of the concept of safe space, but they also told you how toxic the internet can be. And if someone keeps on coming through that with butters, you'll be borderline suicidal at the end of the episode. So it's like, <laughs> hey, man, they were too full for that episode. But hey, they hit it on the part. You know, and also I want to point put this out is like the one thing that hasn't changed. OK, this is where people think that we've changed. Do people have been the same, bro, forever, thousands of years, however long we've been here? We're the same, man. We're the same. My generation, Gen X, I came in the, the later, the tail end of Gen X, and this is something that, that we like to do, okay? We like to, when we are introduced to, when something becomes fad, when it becomes popular, we like to uh, misunderstand it and make it cool, Okay. Now, my generation did that with gangster rap. All right. Now, don't get me wrong. I grew up listening to great music like Nirvana, Pearl Jam, Soundgarden, but I also listened to NWA. I listened to uh, Ghetto Boys, a lot of hardcore, you know, gangster rap. And NWA's message was, hey, look, what is going on here where we're at? Because you guys ain't talking about it. Okay. But pop culture took that and did something completely different with it. You know what I mean? gang culture became that was pop culture, you know? I mean, people dressed, they wore flannels, you know, Todd from the suburbs, you know what I mean? Was, was, <laughs> you, so anyways, my point being is it was a topic that it did get attention because of that, right. but it was misunderstood too, you know? Now let's talk about what's going on right now with Gen Z. Let's look at the trans community because it's brought up, which is a real thing. It is a very real thing. Trans people, there are people born that feel like they do not belong in the body that they're they're born in. That that is a real topic. Yeah. But now it's also became a fad. Yep. Um, and it's, I actually it's kind of a problem. I've done it. Uh, I did an episode on when I season one, I guess, and I watched What Is a Woman. And someone was talking about uh, how initially, like, she was sh straight, I believe, or maybe she was LG uh, gay or lesbian. And then she went on the internet. She went on TikTok. She joined the LGBT community. And her whole identity got completely transform transformed. She turned trans, and then she ended up regretting it. So it definitely is becoming more and more like... Well, some people say uh, a religion, so to speak, where you join the LGBT community and now you're a part of that entire community. So, yeah. You it, know what I don't, one thing I don't understand too about yeah. that, real quick, is I don't understand why they lump in uh, sexuality with it because sexuality and gender don't have anything to do with each other. Yeah. It's, it's totally separate, you know? Uh, so, I, I think that's kind of strange. But anyways, you know, I know the original question, we, we kind of went off there a little bit. But to be a comic in 2022, uh, be yourself. And, you know, I think as long as you do speak what you really believe. And also, it's uh, and, and know what you're talking about, though. You know, yeah. when, when I write a joke, when I write a joke, I go and learn everything I possibly can about that topic before I go speak on it. 
And, you know, so, but in this day and age, and, and if you're getting into comedy, then you're not going to be afraid to have your words and, and face broadcasted anyway. So, uh, yeah, my advice though is just be yourself and do what you think's funny and who gives a damn who you piss off. Hey, respect, respect. All right, so we'll wrap it up with the uh, the conversation piece. So, um, do you have a moment where you completely disagreed with the person, and how did that conversation go? All right, man. This is I have a lot of conversations, and and I have a um, I've got conservative friends, I've got liberal friends, and and we 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 talk you know, discuss. And a lot of these conversations that we'll just keep amongst your, your own little circle, you know, um, in my show, I don't get very political. Right. Um, uh, now there's a few topics that I'll talk about and joke about and you know, but, uh, I, I don't get very political at all. Um, but, um, this is something I noticed and this bugs the hell out of me, bugs the hell out of me, you know, like, um, a topic right now is systematic racism. You've heard right. that. Uh, and you have some people that th- this is what this is what annoys me about the left. This is what annoys me. They'll take something and blow it up so big that right. it becomes imaginary. Like, you know, we, we, we were talking about a dog, but y'all turn this thing into Godzilla. You know what I mean? It ain't Godzilla. OK. And then you go to the right. And you're like, hey, right, y'all believe in Godzilla. Godzilla's not real. No, Godzilla's not real. Neither are puppies. No, nah, no, nah, bro. Wait a minute. You know what I'm saying? No, nah, no. Nah. Puppies are real. You know what I'm saying? So so I have those friends. You know what I mean? I have a friend that, yeah. that, that this side believes in Godzilla and this, this side don't believe puppies are real. So this this really bugs me. And I, I noticed this because uh, every now and then, now I, I don't, uh, first of all, I came out of a, uh, I was I came out of a home where, where drugs, you know, so I, I've seen firsthand what drugs can do, how they can destroy families. Not a fan of it. The, the pill epidemic, a lot of things is happening, you know, right now with meth and a lot of those bad drugs. Right. But uh, sometimes you see a meth head and I'm like, God, there's a joke right there, bro. And I got to talk about it. You know what I mean? And I make fun. I, I do a meth joke in, in my show depending on what town I'm in, sometimes it's, it's super funny. And sometimes I feel like these mofos are like, he's talking about my cousin, some bitch, you know, it hit home a little bit. So, uh, but this is my point. This is what, so I was noticing this and I was like, wait a minute. How come it was okay to laugh about crackheads and something tastes so good. It must be crack. All right. For years we could do that. But now we start joking about meth heads. Oh, wait a minute. Take it easy, Danny. That's messed up, man. That's Addiction is a disease, man. Take it easy. All right, all right, all right. But tell me why. Why? Oh, I know why. I, I know why now. It's because Whitey is hooked on meth. Ah, crack was a black people drug, and it was funny. Oh, yeah, it was fun. Okay, I get it. So... I was talking about that topic, which that's a form of systematic racism. Ta-da-da! Anyways, uh, I brought this up to my conservative friend, who I talk to him a lot on some logical stuff, because a lot of times he makes a lot of good sense because the left gets so damn crazy. And Uh, I (laughs) I brought that up, and he, well, I don't know if it's right. He's... 
he has been so anti hearing the word racism that he can't recognize it when he sees it now. You yeah. get what I'm saying? Yeah. So I love him to death. He's one of my closest friends in the world and I love him, but he was totally wrong. And we just, we're not going to see, I couldn't make him see my point, unfortunately, but that's what happens with both these sides is that they, they wind up disagreeing so much that they become blinded to even see the right, you know, the, the point of view. So, uh, but yeah, we had that conversation, never did see eye to eye. We never will apparently, but uh, at the end of the day, though, here's the other good thing. At the end of the day, it's, you know, it, when, when I'm laying on my deathbed, I'm not going to open my eyes and be like, damn it. How come he didn't agree with me? You know what I mean? No. You know what right. I'm saying? We're all people. And uh, I still love him. You know what I mean? I yeah. still love him. Yeah. And I, I can reciprocate because I, I have conversations with a lot of different people, left and right, for example. And um, I, I don't agree with everything they say. I, they say crazy things, in my opinion. And I'm like, hey, man, even if we have a genuine discussion about an hour, it's just like that we won't agree. It's just it is what it is. You can't convince everybody, no matter how logical or emotional you may be, um, because sometimes people don't want to hear what you got to say. They want to stay unless they someone smacks them in the face like, yo, sh- here. And then it's like. They still might say nah, nah. So it's well, like yeah. it, it, it's, it's a tough situation, but it's almost like it has to. I think Chris Rock said that uh, you know you, you 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 hate people until they wind up in your family. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> or, or or like uh, like okay, for example, I have a I have a son that's gay and and always been gay his whole life, born gay. You know, the little, you know, the little, like whenever little kids run the bases, you know, they all, all little boys have that little gay arm when they run the bases, but eventually it goes away. His never went away. You know what I'm saying? He just, but, uh, been gay his whole life, man. And I wouldn't change one hair on his head. I love him more than anything, man. And, uh, he was born that way. You know what I mean? Gay people are born that way. And, uh, so when you run into somebody who I think there's different types of discussions, like people's like uh, somebody didn't say this in front of me, but one time, but somebody, it got back to me when they, they found out I had a, a gay son and he's like, you know, I just don't know what I would do. Really? You know, well, hopefully you would love them. You know what right. I'm saying? And uh, so, so, you know, my, like what Chris Rock said, it's like, you know, don't no, there's no reason in hating anybody because eventually they're just going to wind up in your family. So, uh, <laughs> that's very, a hey, very strong advice from Chris Rock and kind of, uh, sum up the, the, uh, importance behind this is at the end of the day, like with my friends, with your friends, um, one important thing is we don't hate each other. You can have a conversation and disagree oh that's crazy it, you could disagree with someone yeah you could disagree with a person and still like the person oh, i know yeah. another crazy pro- pro- property <laughs> nowadays you could disagree with someone still like the person have a good relationship and you realize that behind ideals behind notions behind conversational topics and debates there it's a person oh and yeah and you like that person or you don't like that but per- you don't know that person doesn't mean you need to hate that person you don't know anything about the person so i think again a lot of people are losing the essence of compassion nowadays and are so quick to hate 
on someone who's just, hey, you conservative? I hate you. Hey, are, are you gay? I hate you. Nah, you know, you relax. They try to group them and label them into one, you know, either if, if you believe in this or if you do this, then you must be this. Exactly. And we we constantly speak great. on, hey, don't stereotype, but people do it all the time. Both sides do it. Constantly. Exactly. Exactly. Well, I think this was a great episode. Very interesting topic. And uh, I thought well, not only did we uh, get a good answer to the question that was asked, but uh, I do believe the essence of people need to really understand that comedy, although it's subjective, you don't have to limit yourself. You just be true to who you are and don't need to be the shock guy. You don't need to be, you don't need to do that. If you're not, if, if you're not a shock guy, don't be a shock guy. Don't, you know, be who yeah. you are. Yeah, exactly. Be who you are. Although not everybody can be like witty and funny. And if you're not that guy, you're just not that guy. You know, it is what it is. It, it's fine. But um, yeah, any final words, anything, any last things you want to plug in before we uh, end the episode? Plug? Absolutely. Uh, the uh, Well, first of all, you can uh, check out uh, show dates. I always got to plug some show dates, brother. Uh, Go for it. The, uh, at dannywitsandmagic.com on, on my calendar. I, I, you know, upcoming shows. I uh, will be in, um, I don't know if it, I, People are familiar with Johnson City, Tennessee, but October 14th, I'll be in Johnson City, Tennessee at the Wallace Theater. And then uh, October 22nd, I'll be at Straight to Ale uh, Brewery at the in Huntsville, Alabama. So uh, those are two upcoming shows that uh, you can definitely catch me at. Uh, or And be sure to give me a follow on Instagram at Super Magic Boy on Super, uh, and Instagram. And then Danny Witson Magic and Comedy on Facebook. All right, so make sure you check out all that, of course. All this information will be on my website, www.thetrendwithrtlfaith.com. Can I plug a movie real quick? Go for it. Okay, and also I got to plug this movie that will be out on Amazon and some of the other streaming platforms. I'm in a movie. It's called uh, WJHCAM. It's a radio station name. Uh, it's about the end of days, uh, the Y2K era in 1999. So it takes okay. place back then. And uh, I play the part of uh, Pastor Sparks. I'm a faith healer uh, who's obsessed with uh, Street Fighter 2, apparently. But it's it's a funny movie, comedy All horror right. movie. Check it out. All right. Make sure you all check that out. So y'all have a good one. Appreciate y'all listening. Leave a review. And y'all have a good one. Peace out. Thank you so much for listening to today's podcast episode. Just a reminder to never miss an episode if they publish Tuesday, Friday, and Sunday at 7 a.m. EST. So if you're driving to work or you're working out, tune into the podcast. Also consider visiting the website www.thetrendwithrtlfaith.com and leave a review so I can personally thank you for your support to the podcast so again thank you so much for listening and remember that solutions can only really be made through proper conversation and discussion take care